Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at a report from High Times looking at how Pennsylvania state leaders are trying to make their case for legal cannabis. To help us look at this is Katrina Glugowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back with us. Thanks, Josh. And quite frankly, I can't believe there's an argument anymore about an individual state legalizing cannabis. So let's see what their arguments are. Yeah, well, it's not a surprise that uh, money is the main driver. It's not really for the health or anything else, but the governor and lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, they're passionate about about bringing legal cannabis to their state. I think if you um, trade cannabis for cash, um, that's probably what they're passionate about. They really don't care about cannabis at all. Not really. (laughs) Is what I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean. So it looks like last week they're looking at their taxes, trying to figure out how to recover from economic impacts of the pandemic, all of these things we've been talking about for years in terms of the, uh, the ways in which legalization is going to happen in conservative areas, especially you know Pennsylvania uh, is very similar, I, I think, to Eastern Washington or Eastern Oregon, where there's uh, a lot of conservatives in in the area of Pennsylvania, and yet they're still talking about cannabis for the simple fact that this is going to be a crop that gets them out of uh, an economic um, catastrophe. They're printing out, every state is, is printing out uh, money, uh, taking money from the government and their deficits. You look at Illinois, budget deficits that are never going to uh, be filled in without the help of cannabis or uh, a government bailout. Josh, you and I have been talking about this for for a long time. Uh, After Colorado and Washington legalized and the sky didn't fall and babies didn't die, uh, all the neighboring states were looking at, wow, okay, it wasn't a catastrophe. And look at all of the tax revenue that it has brought in. And if you are Pennsylvania and you're looking at New York and you're looking at Ohio, you got some serious FOMO going on. Where's my tax revenue? Where's my piece of the pie? And then add the current crisis of 2020 uh, that everybody's getting hit from so many different sides where the need for money is penultimate uh, to keep these states running and viable. So why not legalize cannabis and tax the piss out of it, which has been the argument since day one. So hopefully Pennsylvania figures it out, follows the rest of their neighboring states and legalizes cannabis and reaps the tax revenue. Mm -hmm. So the Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania said that with regards to the money or, or currency, that it's going into the pockets of the drug cartels and there's a thriving cannabis market in Pennsylvania already. But the problem is that it's unregulated, it's illegal, and it's underground. And none of those revenues are going into their treasuries. And yet you have Pennsylvania senators calling the governor's cannabis store idea a nightmare. So serious disconnect between uh, members in D.C. and members uh, of their own state. You know, so the feds don't want it, but people at the state level are seeing that this commodity or crop is a savior for their financial woes. And so how do you narrow that gap of disconnect? This is sort of a no-brainer, Josh. If 
Pennsylvania wants to, in fact, legalize cannabis. Uh, multiple states. Uh, do you want the Washington model? Do you want the, Calif uh, the Colorado model? Do you want the California model? There is no reason to debate how to legalize cannabis uh, because everybody else has done it already. So if you can't just cut and paste Colorado's legislation, you, you got a big problem. There's no reason for this kind of debate at this point. Legalization is not new. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. But the regulation is going to be different, like you mentioned, depending on what state model you, you choose. And so the idea behind this cannabis store idea being a nightmare is that they think it's going to be unresponsive to the customer, a bureaucratic nightmare, and discourage innovation and kill large parts of the industry right off the bat. I mean, I guess we could say the same thing that happened in Washington. Uh, but go ahead. I think what they're doing here is uh, Pennsylvania is proposing a state store model uh, and the state store model uh, just does not work. Uh, it was a catastrophic failure in Ontario, mm -hmm. uh, the Toronto area. Uh, they, they came out of the gate with a state store model where the government sells you weed instead of a private entity. Uh, and it didn't work. It, it quite frankly did not work. It was way too slow to roll out. The regulations were unduly burdensome, resulting in Toronto, the largest metropolitan area in Canada, not selling any legal weed for about a year until they figured out that they needed to abandon that model. Hmm. So if they're going to legalize, don't look at Ontario as your model. Uh, don't keep it into a state store model. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And if that is the catastrophe that Senator Dalen Lynch is, is referring to, I would agree with him. Uh, and don't, just don't go that way. Look at Colorado, look at California. California had their own problems as well. Look at Washington, look at Oregon. There are many successful methods for legalizing cannabis. Mm -hmm. Would you advise that they just push this through and then change it as they go? Has that really worked out for existing regulated rollouts or should they fight for the perfect bill? You had a catastrophic rollout in Ontario. Uh, it took them about a year to fix it. Uh, the California legalization was a huge mess and they are still trying to fix it. Uh, Washington, they rolled out with 37% uh, uh, tax on the farmer, on the producer and on the retailer. Took them about a year to fix that. Um, so, if they think that the only way a Pennsylvania voter is going to legalize cannabis is to put it under the protection of a state store, then yeah, but you're going to have to fix it a year later uh, because it's not going to work. Um, if I was lobbying, I would lobby for the easiest possible leg uh, legalization path. Hmm. And if that's a state store, it's a state store. Because once it's legal, it's legal. Then you're just butting with regulations, um, with advertising and, and content and testing and, and all of this other uh, growing pains that we've seen in other states. But uh, 
the fact that they're even debating it at this point is, is ridiculous. Uh, just, just legalize it already, like all of your neighbors. Yeah, it's interesting. From an idealist standpoint, we want it to be perfect. And yet, I don't think regardless of, of how the bill is written, will you ever get away from uh, the endless amount of potential regulatory changes. In Washington State, we've seen CBD get banned in August of 2018, followed by potentially banning edible shapes and uh, colors. And then fast forward, um, THC requirements for concentrates at 10%. All of these things that didn't happen, but yet you're spending all of this time worrying about it and fighting and going to the Capitol and, and lobbying against it. Um, I'm not sure you're ever going to get ideal, even if it's ideal initially, there's going to be hurdles and roadblocks that throw you off and distract you. So yeah, I'm not sure if there is an ideal scenario. I, if I had to pick, I like Colorado's the best. Uh, Colorado is the one that makes, this, makes the most sense and is the most cannabis entrepreneur friendly. Uh, you can grow it, package it and sell it yourself. Uh, which is sort of the, the concept of a farmer, right? You can sell, you can grow your tomatoes, harvest your tomatoes, and sell your tomatoes uh, because they are your tomatoes. Uh, a lot of other states didn't follow that model, but Colorado really, I think, if uh, I was advising Pennsylvania, uh, I would encourage them to look at Colorado. Mm. We don't give advice, so that's not a that's not a thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, look at Colorado. <laughs> Definitely opportunities, though, like you mentioned, because in Washington, if you're a producer and you can't sell it, then that's a limitation. So without that vertical integration and opportunities, you are restricted. And yet, there is a state, and I can't remember if it was Arizona, but somebody on the ballot for this November is going to have uh, direct sales from producers. So that's going to really create some animosity at the retail level uh, for a place like Washington. But if that becomes a thing, just like any other farmer's market with national legalization rather than regulated marketplace, those retail stores are going to be struggling and have to uh, maybe pick up some production licenses and, and become vertically integrated. Well, we've seen proposed legislation like that, uh, let's call it the farmer's market model, where if you, in, here in Washington, where if you grow it, you can sell it, uh, of course, with appropriate identification and labeling and, and all of that. We're not talking about, you know, farm stand, drop a dollar in the jar type sales, uh, but trying to cut out the, the middlemen to get to the customer, uh, and that didn't pass. Uh, it, it just didn't pass. Uh, call it the retailer's lobby. Um, call it the fear of um, of uh, um, side sales. Uh, but uh, I like Colorado's model. I, I really do. Uh, in in retrospect. Um, if you are a cannabis investor, it's easier in Colorado. If you're a cannabis grower, it's easier in Colorado. Uh, producer or retailer, everything is easier in Colorado. Uh, Colorado, in fact, got so fed up with the banking regulations that they created their own state bank for, uh, I'm sorry, that is not true, I misspoke, that they allowed in the cannabis legislation the creation 
of a bank so that they could bypass all the federal regulations so that the cannabis businesses could access banking. So uh, Colorado is way ahead of everybody else, in my opinion, including California. Uh, and they certainly left Washington in the dust years ago. Yep. We'll have to see if uh, Pennsylvania follows suit with Colorado. He's going to have to come back to the talking hedge and find out. With that, I want to thank my guest, Katrina Glugowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.